Simmons fly ball shallow left back is Cosmo. He'll take it. He'll call. Oh, it's gonna drop. It falls. Miscommunication. And the bases are loaded, and Box can't believe it. They're calling it an infield fly rule. You cannot call that no, an infield no fly rule. No way. Too deep. He wasn't camped. Welcome into Infield Fly. It is episode 27, June 27, 345. We are back. We've been gone for a long, long time, but we're back. There's been a lot of stuff going on. People getting married. People going people on honeymoon. Going to Hawaii. People going to Hawaii. A lot of stuff going on. Um, we took it. We took a a good long hiatus there, um, but we're back. We're glad to be back. We're going to discuss some more stuff. Um, we're going to make some changes to the show. We feel like are necessary. We brainstormed a little bit. Uh, before we get into all the news and everything, Blake, congratulations. Getting married uh, a couple weeks ago. How's, yeah. the, uh, how's the married life treating you? How was the honeymoon? Uh, it was fun. Um. I like cooking my own meals every night, but I don't like cleaning them up. So that's not fun. Kind of, you know, all the stuff people tell you before you get married, you know, you cook your own food, clean your own dishes, wash your own clothes. All that sucks. Um, but you got your own house. Having, having your own house is just perfect. Um, so I am coming at you guys from a new location today. Uh, so it's nice. Uh, sleeping in the same bed with somebody is certainly different um after sleeping in the bed by myself you know for 20 plus years it's uh it's different especially when you're off work and they're going in at seven o'clock in the morning it makes for uh a rough morning but no it's fun uh molly we'll be three weeks in saturday so i'm sure there's still lots to learn and lots to get annoyed by in the coming days and weeks so how was the uh how was mexico i'm glad you guys made it back from cancun yeah um chopped up yeah uh cartel did not get a hold of us thankfully Um, no it was fun uh we went to a super nice resort it's called secrets playa mujeres um it was an all-inclusive resort so we really had no reason to leave there Um, but we did get out out of the resort one day and rode a catamaran out to an island snorkeled and Swam with dolphins in an enclosed uh, little pier area, uh, but it was fun. I hate flying, so that was my least favorite part of the trip. Yeah, um, but the room was nice. The food was awesome, and uh, there's a lot of good shows every night there, so that was fun. Ben, you got to go to Hawaii. I think that's like on everyone's top three bucket list things to do is go to Hawaii. Um, I saw some pictures. You know. Give us a little recap of the Harvey's trip to Hawaii. Was that fun? Would you go back? And what would you recommend, I guess, for people who are kind of looking at maybe taking that trip one day? Oh, yeah, it was. It was amazing. It was a trip of a lifetime. You know, uh, we haven't been on one in a while. So been kind of saving up, building up to this. Um, but we spent I guess we spent about uh, 10 days and a couple of those were travel days. 
Um, but we spent the first few days on Oahu, um, the island of Oahu, and then we flew over to Kauai and spent a couple of days there. Um, the islands are about the same size, but Oahu is a lot more populated than Kauai. If you're looking for just like a relaxing, like beach vacation, nature, whatever, Kauai for sure. Uh, Oahu, there's a lot of Asian people that go there, a lot of Japanese people. It's very touristy. Uh, Oahu, it felt like we were inside of a giant resort the whole time. Now, granted, there is stuff that, you know, Oahu has Pearl Harbor, which was really, really cool, especially if you're into history like me and you both are. Um, it's a little bit of a bummer that the Arizona Memorial still closed. They're still doing repairs on that. So didn't get to go out there, but got to go on the Missouri, which is where they signed the peace treaty at the end of the war. Um, really cool stuff there. Um, and then Kauai, uh, easily my favorite thing that we did um, the second to last day. I'm glad we saved it for last because it, it was hands down the best. We, we took a boat up the Napoli coast of Kauai, about 30 miles down the coast and 30 miles back. And it was just that's one of the things I posted some pictures of. It was just unbelievable. The, the landscape, the cliffs that were like hundreds and thousands of feet high and into all these little sea caves and there's waterfalls in the caves. And and we were just cruising, you know, and um, we had went past the day was so good. Our, our boat captain, he's like, you know, we never get days this good. He's like, I'm going to take you guys a little farther. Um, and, and we went a little farther than most of the boats do. and I looked out over the bow cause I was sitting in the front of the boat and there was just like three or four dolphins just swam up to our boat. And the captain was like, man, we never see dolphins in the, in the afternoon session. And he fired up the boat and they just started jumping in the boat's wake and everything. And it, it was just wow. incredible. It was awesome. We did some snorkeling, saw a bunch of turtles mm-hmm. just that, that if there's one thing you're going to go to Hawaii and do definitely go to Kauai and go on the coast. Cause it is, it was unbelievable. I'm blessed that I got to go on that trip. A lot of fun. Awesome, man. Sounds like a lot. I would be up for Hawaii and all that good stuff, minus the traveling. I was going to say, now that's the downside. Like, be prepared because it is a long flight. Yeah. Uh, we we left on that Saturday from Kauai. It was 1 o'clock there in Hawaii, which is about six o'clock in in nashville and we didn't end up getting home until sunday morning so it it was a red eye and it Mm -hmm. is taking me a little bit to get back on central time the travel is definitely it's brutal yeah once you get there it's worth it right well i'm glad you guys have fun um i know a a few people from suzanne's family been to hawaii before and they they loved it as well. Mo- I mean, most of the people that I know that have went to Hawaii have not been disappointed. So it's good yeah. that you guys uh, got to have that experience together. Um, but here we are. We're back in the booth, We're back back in your ears. And after about a month and a half break, I think we are both kind of refreshed and ready to get back into this thing. Um, kind of, you know, it's funny we talked about it uh, when you came down for the wedding, but we're kind of in our off season, even though we're a baseball podcast, because yeah. a lot of our listeners listen for the football content and for, uh, the Tennessee football and Tennessee basketball content. Um, so we're, we're, like you said, we're going to try some new things, uh, shorter sessions, uh, shorter podcasts to hopefully keep that interest in here. 
Um, give you something to listen to while you're going to work or, you know, if you're driving to Cool Springs, if you're from around where I live, it'll give you something to listen to, you know, short little 45 minute podcast. Hopefully uh, get our thoughts out there. And we want more feedback from you guys, though. Um, if you think you like this better, um, any kind of segment ideas you have, any out the door requests that you have, throw them our way. Uh, we're definitely all ears. Yes, 100%. Um, we are here to please you all first. So 100%. Uh, well, just go ahead and jump right in. You know, it's been a while since we talked, but uh, we're about at the midway point of the season. We might be past the midway point. I don't know, but we're almost at the all-star break. That's coming up. Um, so we are going to go ahead and hand out some our personal awards for the midway point of the year. Um, and we'll post this up and we want to hear if we got it right, if we got it wrong, who you guys think should be MVP, Cy Young, rookie manager, whatever. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, let us know if we're thinking right, thinking wrong. Um, but we'll just go ahead and dive in and I'm going to go ahead and read off uh, the standings as they sit now. Um, just so we can get a glimpse of how everybody's looking at the all-star break. Right now in the AL, you have the Yankees, Twins, and the Astros leading their divisions um, with the wild card right now, Tampa Bay, the Rangers, and the Indians, and then the Red Sox right there behind them with the A's and Angels not far behind. I don't know if there's any surprises there. Maybe the Twins. I don't think anybody probably – Maybe thought they might contend, but leading the division by eight and a half games currently, 52 and 27. I don't know that – I certainly did not expect them to be smoking the Indians like this. Did you? No. I mean, I think most people thought if the Indians were healthy, um, they were going to not run away with that division but have a comfortable lead throughout. Uh, but no one could foresee the, you know, the injury problems they had. And then just the complete regression of Jose Ramirez. He's been basically yeah. non-existent. I think he was batting about 211 last I checked. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just not a lot of production there. And then, of course, Lindor being out for quite a quite a bit of time hurt oh. them. Um, Bauer's not been himself. But, I mean, the Indians are just their, – their lineup right now has got to be – one of the deepest in baseball when you talk top to bottom, um, getting a lot of production out of got Max Kepler and Jorge Polanco, who's just having yep. a fantastic season, probably going to be uh, the starting shortstop in the all-star game. Well-deserving of that. CJ Crone, a guy that, you know, got DFA'd or I, I can't remember if he got DFA'd or non-tendered by the Rays. I think it yeah. was non-tendered. Um, they pick him up, move him first after Joe Maurer retires, and he's just absolutely raking. Raking. Um, so, I mean, yeah, just a lot of good production out of those guys. Um, and they're, and they're, you know, I had questions about their starting pitching staff. Um, Odorizzi, Odorizzi has been phenomenal for them. I still think, you know, they, they're potentially one more piece away in that staff. Mm. Um, you know, they were, there were some rumblings that they maybe were in on Keiko ended up not being, um, but I think they'll definitely be buyers at the deadline for the starting pitching for their staff. So we'll see how it goes. I, I think they are going to hold pace to where they are now. We'll see how far it takes them in the playoffs. You know, we've seen hot offensives kind of freeze up in the playoffs for good pitching. So we'll see how that translates when it gets closer to time. But right now, um, I just don't see them slowing down in the slightest. Um, 
So not in that division. No. Um, and then taking a look at the National League, got the Braves, Cubs, and Dodgers all on top of their respective divisions. Um, and then the wild card is a battle currently between the Rockies, Brewers, Cardinals, and the Phillies are the – and I guess you can throw the Padres and the Diamondbacks in there. They're close. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of teams there battling for the wild cards in the, uh, in the National League. Um, the one thing I guess to take note of in the NL, the Dodgers are seem to be far and away the best team in the NL. But uh, I'm sure to your pleasure, I know they're not playing well today. They blew a lead. But the Braves have been, I don't know about a surprise because they played so well last year, but they have right. been really, they've been playing some really good baseball of late. Probably the best baseball in the NL um, over the past couple weeks. And, you know, I would say, um, top to bottom, they've been extremely consistent. The offense has been just absolutely on a tear. Freddie Freeman having an MVP season. Um, Dansby Swanson really coming into his own. Already has a career high in homers this year at 15. Yep. Brian McCann's found a resurgence in Atlanta, going back to the old Brian McCann. And then, of course, Acuna doing Acuna things. Donaldson averages a little low for Donaldson, but he's been hitting hot here of late. Uh, Mr. Never Strikes Out, Marcakis. I mean, you just go one to nine in this lineup right now, and these guys are just all clicking. It's deep. Um, the only question I would have for the Braves, I think their bullpen is actually in a lot better situation now than most people thought that it was to yeah. start out the season. I still think they're one piece away in the rotation, um, especially with the demotion of Fultonevich. Yeah. Um, I think they're still one piece away even with, with Keuchel. I think I would agree with that. That's probably their weak their weak spot right now is that rotation because you know I don't I think uh, just just looking at it you know I don't know how much trust I put into I know Soroka has been really good he's also been a little banged up and then just the way that Fultonevich has completely imploded this season is that's been startling for sure. Um, but that's a look at the standings the way things stand right now. Not a lot of. Uh, intrigue it's going to be interesting to see how these these races play out over the course of the the remainder of the season post all-star break who makes moves who doesn't um but then taking a look at some individual players now uh and handing out some awards for us all right so we'll just start off with the big one uh the mvps we'll start with the national league um Who's your NL MVP right now at the break? Uh, I mean, it's it's so close, man. I was thinking about this on the way home from Columbia today. I really think that if both these guys keep on the same pace that they're on, we might have co-MVPs for the first time since I can remember. Um, so it came down to Yelich and Bellinger for Bellinger. me. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm going to go ahead and lean Yelich. Uh, right now, just because, and, and you know, it's it's an it's a yearly ward. Um, mm-hmm. you, you can't really take into effect what he did last year or the year before. Um, but I think just how consistent that he's been this year, and you know, I was a critic of him going into the season, saying, "Ah, there's no way he has that same kind of season that he did last year. It's a career year. Surely there's going to be some regression." But he has not stepped down in the slightest. Yeah. Um, if, so I would anything, go ahead. He's gotten better. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I would, I would go Yelich right now. Um, obviously one or two of these guys gets on an absolute monster tear and they could pull away from the other. I think they're just 
right together right now. Um, but I would have to lean for the moment at Yelich. But I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if both of them, you know, stay on this pace and maybe it's the vote is, you know, one or two difference yeah. uh, for MVP. I 100% agree with you. It's splitting hairs. I have Bellinger right now, but I mean, it's nitpicking against either one of them to find fault. Um, and we, we've said the same thing about Bellinger that we, you know, on him, we were hard on. He, he couldn't hit lefties. That was always his Achilles heel was hitting lefties. I mean, they were even platooning him some, I think, last year in the postseason against lefties. But he's hitting everything now. Um, lefty, righty, doesn't matter. He's hitting them. 354 and 26 bombs, that's, you know, that's MVP numbers. So uh, it's that's an interesting point you make about the co-MVPs. I didn't think about that really. But, yeah, I mean, it's either one of those guys is a righteous choice right now. Yeah, I mean, and Yelich on pace for 60 homers as of yeah. yesterday. So Nuts. Absolutely. I'm sorry. If you hit over 360 homers, <laughs> it's hard to give that that reward to anyone else. Absolutely. Um, um, but, I mean, if Yelich has – if Yelich could have hit like this his entire time in Miami – one, he probably would not have been traded. No way. And two, he would be on pace to be the home run leader yeah. <laughs> in all time in baseball. Yeah, ever. Uh, so, I mean, I just – it's just so strange how this change of scenery has put him uh, – put him on just a different tier as far yeah. as caliber player. Yep, for sure. I mean, he was a good hitter in Miami, mm -hmm. but he, wa he wasn't Barry Bonds. Like, right, the power, the power numbers weren't there yeah. in Miami. Right, exactly. All right, so American League, uh, I do not think this one is even close. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's Mike Trout. The guy is unbelievable. Like, he just gets better. He just gets better and better. He is a machine sent from the future to just destroy balls. He was built in a lab. Yeah. And, and the Angels are lurking around. They're lurking around for a playoff spot. I hope they get it um, because he deserves it. Here, this is Trout's eighth season. He's been an MVP candidate in all seven others. He has his best OBP of his career, best slugging percentage, lowest K rate, highest homer rate. Uh, I mean, it's there's nothing else to say about this guy. He is the best player in baseball far and away. And I don't even think it's close for an AL MVP behind Trout right now. Yeah, he, I mean, it's not. It's not close. I mean, you talk about the guy, he's got 50 points higher than anyone else in the American League and his on base percentage among qualifiers. He's 22% higher in slugging percentage. He's a full tenth of a point higher in OBP. Um, you know, you look at some of these other stats where. He's walked the most in the entire uh, American League. He's third in homers, and he's got. He's this is the this is the fun stat here. He's created 17 more runs than the second place person in Xander Bogarts. I mean, the guy just does it all, um, and that's not even talk about his defense, even for a split second. Um, that's just strictly all offensive numbers. Um, you know, he's the best player in baseball. So obviously he's going to be the best player in the American League, and there's no one close right now. I would say though, if he was in the National League, it would make the conversation a little bit different. But I still think if we were given a MLB MVP, I think it still goes to Mike Trout this year. 
Yep, I agree. Yeah, if if he was in the NL, it'd be a three horse race for MVP for sure. I, I can't even think right now who would be second for uh, AL MVP. Maybe. Well, I mean, Garrett, if you're going Gary strictly Sanchez, by, uh, if you're going strictly by WAR or WAR, sorry, I always say WAR because I'm trying to pronounce it how it's spelled, but then I <laughs> yeah. realize it's WAR. Um, Bregman's right there at third. Matt Chapman was another guy on my list. That, you know, I'm obviously going to give it to Trout, but Matt Chapman's having. A heck of a season. It seems yes, like it every other night he's hitting a big home run yep. uh, for the athletics. Um, you know, Polanco is another candidate, I would think so. With Minnesota, you talk about a team who's, you know, really turned the corner and he's been a centerpiece in that. Yep. Um, but past that, I mean, it's it's slim pickings. So even with Trout being the next, like, otherworldly player that he is, even if he was just a tick below that, I think he still runs away with that award this year. For sure. For sure. I agree. All right, let's talk about pitching now. Cy Young, um, there's a guy in the National League nobody's talking about too much. The casual baseball fan is not talking about. And he has an ERA of 1.27, and his name is Hugh Jin Ryu. Uh, he's 9-1, pitching on the best team in the National League. Um He's my pick right now for the NL Cy Young. I know Scherzer is right up there. Scherzer's got him in innings and strikeouts, and mm -hmm. Scherzer very well might end up winning the award. Um, but Hugh Ryu is pitching out of his mind right now. Uh, just all you have to do is look at the numbers. I mean, he's he's killing it. I don't have anything else besides his ERA and wins pulled up, and I know me and you are not a huge fan of – uh, win pitcher wins being a stat, but uh, 1.27 ERA that's that's walk nine crazy. is super low. He does not walk, anybody. yeah, he doesn't walk a soul. Um, he's my guy right now. His whip is uh, 0.8, 0.8, yeah, 0.838. Crazy good. He had a 32 inning scoreless streak and he's got 11 straight quality starts. Um, at the midway point, he's my guy. He should probably start the all-star game, honestly. But uh, Yeah, I mean, I had the disadvantage of the Braves facing him in the playoffs last year when he was kind of starting to pitch like he he's pitching right now. You look yeah. at his FIP, it's 2.5. Um, usually uh, a good FIP score. I mean, it's, it's kind of your ERA adjusted for your fielding. Right. Um, and so a 2.5 ERA is obviously – stellar but when you take into account uh the fip that's an unbelievable number he doesn't lean on the strikeout that much which mm -hmm. is kind of what makes this so much more fascinating is he's not just blowing pie guys like scherzer does and strikes them all out he's you know pitching to weak contact um you know it's just i mean it's hard to disagree with you there i would probably lean towards scherzer at the moment just because i am I'm a believer in the strikeout. I think the, the voters are as well. I think that's one of the huge yeah. – because um, when you just get a hitter to completely miss um, with a strikeout, I think that kind of speaks to a testament of your stuff. And the separation that Scherzer has in the strikeouts, he's got 156, and next closest is Robbie Ray at 124. Now, DeGrom is at 121, and he's had a few bad starts, and I think he missed a couple starts for injury. Um, so his innings might not be exactly where Scherzer is. But another th testament to Scherzer is the guy is goofing off, fouls a, yeah. a ball off his face, 
or off off of a bunt and hits his face, blacks his eye, breaks his nose, still pitches like the day later, yeah. um, and pitches well. And so, I mean, the guy's a freak. He's fun to watch, uh, except when he's pitching against the Braves. Right. Um, yeah, Scherzer's last seven starts, he's got 69 strikeouts, 49 innings, and a .92 ERA. And two of those starts were with the broken nose, black eye thing. So, right. you know, he, he's just a god. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm probably giving it to Scherzer right now. Now, I think he's won one with the Nationals, right? Yes, I think he's won one before. Maybe he, the first he's year won, he came over. Yeah, he's won one in both leagues, I believe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd go Scherzer now um, for me. But like you said, it's it's a close race. He has won three Cy Youngs. He's won two with the Nationals, and he won one with Detroit in 2013. Okay, so six-time All Star. Now, I think our American League picks are going to be interesting because I think this race is a little bit more wide open. Yeah. I mean, so you, you might be a you little have, you might be a little shocked at where I'm going to go because I am kind of a homer, but – Let's hear it. Man, right now, I'm going Mike Miner. Okay. He's got the highest floor for pitchers in the American League. Complete the game lowest ERA. Time. Right. Uh, he's got the lowest ERA. Um I had my computers restarting or not restarting, but taking a minute right now. And he's another guy that, you know, he's not even the top 10 in strikeouts per nine. So Mm -hmm. he's not a guy that's just uh, totally relying on the strikeout. So he's Um, at a uh, 2.4 ERA right now. Yeah. Yeah. Two, four. And he's got a, he's a five, six uh, war player right now. And that's 2.8 higher than the next closest in Justin Verlander. Um, And just what he can, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's taking, you know, pit players take days off or take pitches off. But when you're on a club that's not necessarily contending by any means, um, it can kind of mess with your motivation a little bit. I I, oh. I know um, for a fact. Um, but, yeah, I'm going Mike Miner right now, former Brave Chapel Hill product. Um, yep. Really, you know, he, he's had shoulder issues in the past and – battled back with the Royals and relieved for a few years, and he's found a home in Texas, and I it's, think he's he's going to be dealt at the deadline. I'd love to see the Braves go get him for a cheap value um, and bring him in and hopefully you know cater to these young guys a little bit. But, yeah, I'm going Mike Miner. It's really good to see Mikey having success in Texas. Really, I'm really glad for him. He pitched great last night. seems like every night uh, it's, it's scrolling across the bottom line that he's went seven innings – one run, two run ball. So, yeah. Uh, my pick for the AL is a guy who's turned his career completely around this season, kind of out of nowhere, was absolutely brutal last year, got traded over to the White Sox from the Nationals. Uh, I'm going with Lucas Giolito. Mm. He's 10-2 uh, and two right now. He's got an ERA of 287. He was leading. He was leading the uh, AL and ERA for a while there. Um, slipped, slipped behind Miner, um, but his FIP is three point two two, and he is a guy who strikes out a lot of dudes. He has a K nine of almost eleven right now, uh, one hundred and eleven Ks in ninety one innings. Um, this success really, he was getting written off. That trade was getting written off as a bust. I think he was part of the Adam Eaton 
deal when Eaton went over to the uh, Nationals. Um, and Giolito was getting written off as a guy who was never going to be a major league starter. And this year he is dealing, absolutely dealing. Um, and hopefully he can keep it up. I know it's kind of the same deal with minor. I think the Rangers are a little closer to contention than the White Sox, but neither of them are pitching for a great team. Giolito is not going to get dealt. I, I feel like the White Sox view him as part of their future. Um, but pitching for a team that's really not in contention and pitching good day in and day out. Um, so I'm going with, I'm going with Gio right now. I suspect that Justin Verlander is going to make a strong push for this award. Um, but uh, we'll see. Maybe our two, two unconventional picks, maybe they can hang on and make it interesting. Past Cy, let's talk about some rookies. Some uh, some rookies that have been playing good right now. Rookie of the year. I think that I feel like the National League is a pretty easy pick. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Pete Alonso. Yeah, that's where I'm going. He's crushing the baseball, man. He 27 homers, I believe that leads the league, um, or is tied with Yelich for the lead league, and he's hitting for average 281. 61 RBIs, one of very, very few bright spots for the Mets. Um, finally got his chance, got called up this year. Started out the season on the roster, unlike you know a couple other guys, um, and, and has done nothing but absolutely mash the ball. Uh, that's your pick, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm going with him. Uh, you know, he's second in the league in homers. He's okay. – you know, probably the most important piece in that Mets lineup. His OPS is over one. Uh, didn't make the finalists for the All Star game. Yeah, um, that's you, a crumb. You know, I get it if he doesn't start because I mean I'm voting Freddie all the way. But to not even be in the the top three over Rizzo, um, that's 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 a crime against humanity. I mean, the guys. Yeah. Just on another planet, man, and it seemed like every night I'd turn on uh, MLB Network and Alonzo's went deep again, so. Yep, for sure. Uh, I will say um, Mike Soroka, he's not going to catch up to Alonzo, but if there was a rookie pitcher of the year, I would have to go with Soroka there. I mean, he is the ace of the Brave staff at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he had a his last not his last start, but the two before he had a little struggles, gave up three home runs in those two starts. Um, but before then, I mean, you look at ERA, WHIP, uh, you just look at all those um, non-strikeout metrics for that you use for a pitcher, and he was in the top three in the entire National League um, at 21 years old, all the same. So rough year for Mike Soroka to have Pete Alonso in the same class as him. Um, but I think both have really bright futures, and they'll get to face off a lot in the coming years. Oh, yeah. It's, enjoy to us. Yeah, there's definitely some other guys that are having really strong rookie seasons. Uh, Tatis, Soroka, Brian Reynolds, another Vandy boy for the Pirates. Even even Austin Rowley, you know, he came up late, but he's had a, mm-hmm. a great start to his career. So, you know, there's, yeah, there's other guys that are definitely having big impacts as rookies, but uh, just you can't you can't ignore what Pete Alonso's doing. Um, and as far as the American League, um, I'm going with Brandon Lowe from mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, the Rays. 
very underrated. Another guy who I think got snubbed um, in the All-Star. I don't remember who the second base candidates were in the AL, but Lowe should have been there because the dude rakes. He's got 15 homers, a 280 average, plays all over the field um, on a team that's fighting for a division, led their division for a while while the Yankees were banged up. Um, but he, the guy can just hit. And he's another guy that's kind of, I hadn't really heard much about Brandon Lowe until this season for Tampa, but um, he might be the best hitter on their roster. For sure. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the guy I was going for too. Uh, He's on my fantasy team. So I've got to experience firsthand kind of the damage that he's done. He started off incredibly hot. Um, Kind of come back down to kind of like Austin Riley, kind of come back down to the, uh, equilibrium right now, but he's got 15 homers. Uh, I mean, his, his OBP is not incredibly high for a 280 average. He's got a 338 OBP, mm-hmm. um, 99 strikeouts, and 262 at bats. So you'd like to see those numbers go down a little bit more. But um, yeah, I mean, good pickup here for the for the uh, for the Rays. Another guy I would have had on my short list is also on my fantasy team, and that's how I only know these guys' stats have been good because they're on my fantasy team. Um, I'm not sure exactly how to say this last name, so don't make fun of me when I say it wrong, but Ty, it looks like Butray, Butray maybe? Oh, uh, I think it's Butray. But buttery or something like that. Yeah, I don't want to. I didn't want to say buttery because that sounds weird. But then <laughs> like I didn't want to say Butray either. <laughs> I mean, that sounds weird too. But yeah. Ty, we're gonna call it Butray. Boutre. Boutre. The we'll pitcher for the Angels. The pitcher for the Angels. He's a, he's a reliever for the Angels. You look at his numbers, the strikeout nine is almost 11. Um, his walk nine is at 2.5, whip a 1.2. Um, just been a solid piece in the bullpen for them. Obviously, it's a down year for rookies in the AL. I mean, yeah. we have Vlad Jr. hasn't put up the numbers that people thought he was going to. Um, you know, you think about some of the other Blue Jays. I know they called up. Um, What's the the Biggio? Uh, Calvin, Calvin. Calvin. Yeah. Um, they have not. He's not put up some of the numbers. There was another rookie that I was that was coming to the top of my mind. Uh, Chavis for the Red Sox. He's been yeah, Michael Chavis. Eloy Jimenez hasn't really. I mean, he's hit twelve homers, but his average is pretty low, and his OPS yeah. is under eight. So, I mean, some of these higher top prospects haven't really produced right now. Maybe. One or two of them flips the script after the all-star break and they run away with the thing. I certainly think that's possible. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think Vlad Jr. probably is going to end up doing that. Yeah, um, but right sure. now, I would go low, and then, as we're calling him, Boutre is my second guy, Ty Boutre. Okay, I like that. I like that pick. All right, how about the guys pulling the strings? Managers uh, sometimes don't get enough credit for when things go right and sometimes get blamed a little too much when things go wrong. Um, I, I feel like our two American League picks are going to be the same. Um, mm-hmm. I got Rocco Baldelli. Yeah. And I talked about him a little bit in our, our preseason when we talked about the Twins. I really loved that hire. Um, he's a guy out of the kind of analytical mold. Had been in Tampa Bay as the first base coach, I think, maybe the bench coach there for a little bit. Um, a younger guy coming in and just revitalizing the twins. And he has been a great hire. Um, uh, just, I mean, we talked about how good the twins are playing. They're, they're going to have probably four, four or five all-stars. 
Jake Odorizzi's turned things around. Jose Barrios is pitching like an ace. Um, you know, and, and the guy behind it all is Rocco Baldelli. And he's, you know, by all means, they look like they should win the AL Central, especially with the way the Indians are down. They're, and they're taking advantage of that. You know, I don't know how much longer Kluber's going to be out. I don't know if Jose Ramirez will ever turn it around. Um, and definitely Lindor can't do it all by himself. And the Twins mm-hmm. saw their chance. And, and they're probably, like you said, they're probably going to make a move to get that one last piece. Because um, I do think also they need that in the rotation. Uh, but yeah, I, I love Rocco Baldelli, man. I, he's my guy right now. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You look at their odds coming into the beginning of the season; they were seventy-five to one odds to win uh, the World Series. Now that's pushed to eleven to one odds. Wow, that's awesome. Um, and that and that's in the matter of you know three months of baseball. Yeah, uh, that we've watched from them. Um, baseball Reference has them as the most likely team to win, not to win, but to be the top seed in the American League. Um, with 99.6% chance to make the playoffs. I think a lot of that has to do with their division that they're in and an 11% chance to win the World Series. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's just amazing kind of the turnaround that they've had. You know, we talk about the athletics and how, there's, how last year when Bob Melvin was manager of the year, they won something like 27 games more than they did the year before. Um, and if the Twins can get to just 90 wins, you're looking at going from 78 wins to 90 wins. And I certainly think they're going to win probably close to 100, if I had to guess, um, being as mm. they play, you know, within their division quite a bit. Um, and they've got just such a solid squad. You know, if they win 98 games, that's a 20-game improvement from the previous year. And I think at that point uh, that it's just going to be a lock for Baldelli to get uh, to get that uh, title, that crown of manager of the year. Absolutely agree with that for sure. Um, National League, there was a couple of different ways that uh, I was looking at going. Um, and I'm pretty certain I know who you're going to pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was he was one of the guys I was looking at. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to highlight somebody else. Um, Tori Lavello for the Diamondbacks. Now they're sitting at 41 and 41 right now. I know that's not not anything outstanding. It's 500 baseball, but they're just two games back of the second wild card uh, in a tough division with the Dodgers and the Rockies and, and the Padres who are much improved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely do not think anyone after they trade um, Goldschmidt and they get, they lose AJ Pollock definitely did not think that the Diamondbacks will be anywhere close to 500 at the all-star break. Um, and he's done a really good job. Uh, some of the pieces that they they have put out there, the guy that's replaced Goldschmidt at first, Christian Walker, he's been incredible. Um, he's got he's like uh, something I saw the other day. He's like three for six off of Kershaw this season, and all three he's of them were absolutely home, killed all, the Braves as well. All three of them were home runs. Yeah, uh, Carson Kelly, who they got from uh, the Cardinals and part of the Goldschmidt trade, is starting to come into his own as a catcher. Finally, starting to hit a little bit. Um, and Luke Weaver, the other the pitcher they got, he was pitching really well for them um, until he got hurt. Um, so I, I don't know that Lavella will win the win it over Snicker. How good Snicker's been, how good the Braves have been, but I think he deserves a little bit of credit for just um, keeping the Diamondbacks afloat. I, I don't think anybody expected that at all. Yeah, I mean that's 
I'm looking at baseball reference again on their playoff odds, and right now they have the Arizona Diamondbacks grabbing the second wild card. If wow. that happens, and then I certainly think that he's he's going to get this award. But to me, being the homer that I am, the way the Braves have played to this point, to me, I, I still go with Snicker here to win a back-to-back uh, Manager of the Year awards. I think just the, the amount of youth that this team has – um, and the ability to stay consistent like they have been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how much does that have to do with the manager? I'm not sure. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times the manager that wins the award, you know, he pulls the right strings, but that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, it's all on him. You know, a guy has to still perform when he pulls right. that string. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm going with Snicker now, just the what, just how good the Braves have been and the strings. You know, he makes a lot of head-scratching moves to the bullpen late in the game, but it seems to be so far that it's worked out. Um, the insurgence of Luke Jackson as the closer, I certainly hope that we make an upgrade there at some point in the season. But uh, the confidence that he has in him and, you know, the, the uh, mentality that – you know, we're in the National League, but that doesn't necessarily mean that our relievers can only throw one in and then get pinch hit for, um, you know, uh, there's been countless times where if a Braves pitcher wasn't due up in the next inning, you might see a reliever come in and throw one in a third inning, one in two thirds inning, um, if Snicker felt like that was the right matchup. And more often than not, so far this year, it's worked out in his favor. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to argue with Snit the way the, the Braves are playing for sure. All right. So that is, it's always fun to talk about the good, but it sometimes is more fun to talk about the bad. And there has been some bad, bad performances this year. Um, so we're going to call this the anti-MVP and the anti-Cy Young for both leagues. And maybe not just guys that are outright bad, but guys that, you definitely expected more from, and they have not lived up to the expectations or they have not put their team in a very good position to win. A guy that comes to mind for this, Bryce Harper, uh, signed a huge hmm. contract, has not performed at all, but that's not the way I'm going to go in the National League. Um, I'm going to play Homer here a little bit, and this hurts me to play it, but my anti-MVP right now is Mr. one Mr. Paul Goldschmidt, who has been highly, highly disappointing. Uh, the big trade for, for coming over to the Cardinals, thought he was going to be the big bat that we've been missing since Matt Holiday left, and he has not been. Now, he hasn't been terrible, but he certainly has not been perennial MVP candidate, Paul Goldschmidt. He, he's not even going to be an all-star. Um since May the 1st, we're almost in July now. This is almost two months. He is hitting 249 with five home runs. The power is absolutely gone. He's overall 253, 14 home runs. Certainly not the only guy in the Cardinals lineup that isn't hitting, but this is not what you expect from Paul Goldschmidt when you get him from the Diamondbacks, when you trade the best catching prospect in baseball and a member of your rotation. And then you sign him to an extension. You do not expect 250 and 14 home runs from a guy that consistently averaged 330 plus bombs over the course of the, you know, the start of his career in Arizona. He's been a huge disappointment to me. I don't know how much, you know, you see of, of Goldschmidt, but he's mm-hmm. been 
He's been brutal, man. He's been brutal. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm going to – I agree with you there. I hadn't really thought about anti so much, but there was one guy that kind of popped into my mind, okay. um, a guy that I was kind of high on coming in. And I was actually high on the entire Mets team mm. coming in. I thought they made a lot of really good moves to get better right now, not necessarily mm-hmm. for the future, but for right now. Um, but I'm going to go with Robinson Cano. Uh, um, I know he's I know he's 36, yeah. so maybe this is part of his regression. But you look at just last year before he got busted with PEDs, he was hitting 303 at 370 on base. Um, you know, he had the 10 home runs in just 80 games. It looked like he was going to have a really solid season um, again at second base. And I thought coming to New York, back where he likes to be in New York City, Coming to a, a decent Mets lineup, I don't. No one expected the insurgence of uh, Pete Alonso. Yeah, um, that has happened. So you know, if you would have known that coming in, you're thinking, "Wow, that's really two two really good hitters in the middle of that Mets lineup." You know, you think about Nimmo if he can stay healthy, um, and what those boys, Michael Conforto, can do in the outfield um, and with the bat. You were thinking, "Man, this Mets lineup is going to be pretty solid." Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, you know, the pitching that they have. This is going to be a tough team to beat. Um, but look at his numbers this year. He's hitting 223. His OBP is 271. Slugging 360. His OPS is 631. Um, he's just not getting it done. The strikeouts aren't insane. He's only got 43 and 211 at bats, which is, that's, if I'm doing quick math really fast, that's less than 25%, which I know is still, you know, not great. But uh, only four home runs, a huge drop off in power. Um, it's only driven in 17 runs, so he's just not getting it done. My anti-MVP, Robinson Cano. Mm. Um, and I, d- I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. I think uh, – I'm not going full in on Cano's done, but it looks like he has regressed tremendously since getting off of the steroids. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and then as far as American League, which I, uh, me and you both watch way more National League ball than we watch right. ball. But you mentioned this guy earlier, uh, Jose Ramirez, man. This guy yep. was unbelievable last year. You know, him and Lindor were both MVP candidates. Pro- probably one of the, the, you know, top three third basemen in baseball, you could make an argument. And this year he has been so bad. He's hitting 216 right now with five home runs and it's definitely part of the reason that the Indians are nine games behind the twins. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with a guy who he doesn't have a track record yet. So we can't really tell if he's uh, if he was good at one point in time and now he's just not, but I'm going with Vlad jr. Just because of the hype that was built up um, and just a lack of production that's been there. You know, maybe that's a little early on me, yeah. a little haste. Uh, but I just – I thought the hype was too great for him when he got caught up. I mean, he's hitting 257 bombs and 217 plate appearances. Um, you know, it's still halfway through this, his first season. But, like I said, I don't watch a lot of American League ball. Yeah. Um, I know Altuve is not having a f- fantastic season, but yeah. his OBP was still pretty good. Yeah, and then, of course, injury problems there. Um, and then – you know, you really don't want to go anti-MVP somebody that hasn't played a lot, so you can't really go the Stanton route or yeah. a Judge route just because yeah. they haven't played. Um, but I'm going to go with Vlad Jr. just because of 
maybe the hype was too great. Maybe that's why I am disappointed at, at the way he's performed. Um, but all in all, uh, Vlad Jr.'s got to turn things around for the Blue Jays to to have a, a bright future because he's going to be the number one piece in this lineup for yeah. years to come. Oh, yeah. Um, so he's going to have to hit at a better rate than what he's doing now. For sure. Um, and uh, just sticking with the Blue Jays, uh, my, my anti-Cy Young is Aaron Sanchez. Um, you know, he's he's a guy who – He's not an ace, you know. He's probably ceiling of a two or three at best, but he's three and ten this year with a almost six ERA, and was probably going to be a, a nice little trade piece for the Blue Jays, him and Stroman, um, if he performed. And he is, oh man, he's been bad. I had him in fantasy for a while. He has been dropped for a long time. <laughs> um, he, oh gosh, he's so bad. And last year, you know, two years ago, he was awesome. He pitched really great. And then last year, I've had him in fantasy for two years. And last year, he kept having these blister problems. Like every start, he would pitch like two batters, and then he would leave with a blister. And he ended up missing the majority of the year with a blister issue on his finger. Look, blisters suck, but come on, man. You got to toughen up a little bit. Like uh, he's been brutal and has not helped. Uh, Toronto at all in any way, shape, or form as far as trade value goes. So, you know, not not much looking great up there for the for the Toronto fans since they won the NBA championship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi laugh. <laughs> you got a you got yeah. an anti Cy Young for the AL. Yeah. So my guy for the AL, it's it's not necessarily just based off of this season, but really okay. based off of what he's done his whole career. A guy that was, you know, I can't remember exactly where he was picked. Um, I'll try to figure that out. He was the fourth overall pick back in 2011, the Orioles, Dylan Bundy. Yeah. I mean, when they, okay. they brought this guy in, he was supposed to be their ace of the future. Now I know he had, he's had some injury history, some injury problems in the past. But if you look at the last two seasons, he started at least 28 games. Um, and his ERA has been – where did it go? It disappeared. Uh, his ERA was 4-2-4 and 17 and 5.5 last year, and it's almost at 5 right now this year. Yikes. He, you know, he's 3-10, and 10, which, you know, don't read a whole lot into that, but he gave up a career-high 41 homers last year. Um He's just the strikeouts aren't at a good level where you could make, you know, make do with the ERA. He's not missing many bats. So I'm going Dylan Bundy. He's on a terrible team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's one of his counterparts, Andrew Kashner, could probably complete compete right along with him for this award. Yeah. You know, but they were probably the Orioles were ho- probably hoping that they were going to be able to swing both of these guys like they did Gosman last year. But the way they've been pitching, they're not going to get much more than a, you know, a C-rated prospect at this rate. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely agree with Mr. Bundy. There, he's pretty terrible. Um, NL, the dude that had a case to win the Cy Young last year, and is part of the whole reason the Phillies have fell off the table. Aaron Nola has been bad this year. Now, you might look at his record if you're a casual baseball fan, six and two. Yeah. Well, his FIP is 4.4, and his ERA is a nice uh, 4.55, so right in line there with his FIP. Uh, He's striking out a lot of guys, but he has pitched just terribly. Not even close to – I mean, 
that, that's, I guess, good for a four starter maybe. But he's not even close to where he was last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the whole Phillies in general, you know, it's not good when we're talking about they could have an anti-Cy Young and an anti-MVP both on their roster. Right. Um, it's never a good sign. So I'm going with Nola. He's been he's been a disappointment this year for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to – I would go with Nola too. But uh, just for argument's sake, right. um, well, I was going to pull his stats up, but then I forgot his last name. Okay, <laughs> I got it. Because he's just pitched against the Braves not that long ago and then got released. It's Trevor oh. Rosenthal. Oh, yikes. Now, you want to talk about <laughs> oh, a guy yikes. that's had injury, <laughs> injury problems. He has had plenty of injury problems uh, in the past. Didn't even play last year. Um, but the, the Nationals signed him, and the or they acquired him. I'm not exactly sure how they acquired him in the offseason. I think they signed him, yeah. Because um, he used to be for the cards, and we released him after he had his Tommy John. Kind of low down. But yeah. uh, but anyway, uh, you know, they were. I think they were kind of expecting him to be a nice piece to their bullpen. They called yeah. on him 12 times during the season, and oh. his ERA oh. was 22.7. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, five strikeouts and uh, six innings of work. Yeah, give I up mean, six, even his... sixteen earned runs in six innings. Fifteen walks was the number oh. one reason that the Braves were able to come back and beat the Nationals after being down four the other night or down three the other night. Walked the bases loaded, um, and it just. You know, you kind of want to go for a guy who maybe hasn't yeah. had any injury problems. I thought about going a different route. But, I mean, of course, Nola was my Ugh. pick. But I thought, you know, another guy that would be kind of funny would be Rosenthal yeah, just because his sure. ERA is almost I mean, my age. I mean, even his even <laughs> even his double-A rehab, he had an ERA of six. I mean, yeah. He can't even get out minor leaguers. It's oh, it's so bad. Trevor, uh, it, Trevor blows them all. That's what we used to His call whip, it. get this. His whip is 3.632. So that's walks plus hits per inning pitch. That oh. means that the bases are loaded basically <laughs> every time he comes every into the game. Inning. Oh, it's so brutal. Yeah. So that's so His brutal. walk nine was 21. If he were to pitch nine innings and they were just say, you know what, we're just going to burn his <laughs> arm for a whole game, he'd man. walk 21 batters. <laughs> the, uh, the this is a guy who was an all-star back in 2015. Oh, oh, yeah. He's like – he's one of the top – he has maybe the second or third most saves in the history of St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to look that up. But, yeah, I mean, just the epitome of anti-Cy Young. Trevor blows them all. That's, oh, I wanted that's to. I wanted to look at his uh, average fastball because I'm almost positive that I mean he's still throwing gas. Like he's still throwing good. He just he has a noodle arm. He can't throw it where he wants it to go. Yeah, but uh, he he is fifth. He's fifth in Cardinals history in saves, and that you know that's a list that has Jason Isringhausen and Lee Smith and Bruce Suter on it. Like, that's some that's some good closers. Right. And Rosenthal's fifth on there, and this guy is just oh man, it's so brutal, so brutal. His average four seam fastball velocity this year is ninety eight point two. The guy's still throwing absolute gas. He just it's, cannot. I mean, you look throughout his career, and his average fastball right now is faster than it was in three other seasons before he was injured. Oh, so. Lord, 
Poor guy. It's, it's time to hang him up, Rosie. Love you, but it's time to hang him up, buddy. All right. Let's uh, – it is the all-star break. Fan voting happened. I'm not too happy about it. I'm not a big fan of the fan voting. Um, there's been some snubs. There's been some snubbage of all-star guys that should have been at least on the on the three finalists. Um, who do you think – all right, give me a couple of your snubs. Who do you think got snubbed? Well, I mean, all-stars. One, one that we've, we've talked, talked about. We've talked about a couple, yeah. Pete Alonzo is the biggest one for me. Yeah. Um, Brandon Lowe is another candidate. Chapman. Matt Chapman Matt is my Chapman. biggest. Him and, and uh, Bogarts. I think Bogarts got snubbed as well. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Bogarts. Mookie's – I haven't seen Mookie's number, but Bogarts has been one of the more consistent players over the last oh, yeah. few years. He's hitting 300 this year with 14 bombs and the highest AL shortstop war this season. Another guy I would I would say is a huge snub. I mean, his team hasn't been performing very well. It's Anthony Rendon. Mm, He's put up some really good numbers. Um, but, I mean, third base is kind of a crowded when you've got – Yeah. You know, Donaldson hasn't put up – Fantastic numbers, but he has got hot, really hot here in the last two weeks. I think helped him. And then Arnado is going to be your starter, hopefully. I mean, he absolutely deserves it. And then Bryant being a Cub, it's, you know, that's where, when you talk about fan vote, it's hard to to compete against that. You know, when the Cubs' entire outfield is part of the nine, there's a third of the nine that we can vote for. And you got Albert freaking Almora on there. And Jason Hayward, come on now. Like that that's the stuff that makes me mad with the fan voting. Like I get they want to get the fans involved or whatever, but mm-hmm. I can be voting for Albert Almora. So So that that'd probably be the the I guess the four that would um kind of upset me. Now I'm Lindor did not qualify for the finalists. I get it because he's, you know, he's been hurt most of the year or yeah. a lot of the start of the year. But, you know, it would have been nice at least seeing him in the election cycle with in him being in Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, their best yeah. chance is, uh, I guess, Santana, Carlos Santana. Yeah, yeah and I mean, first. I don't think he's going to get enough votes at first. I, I, I think Crone's probably going to. Either Crone or Void. I mean, you're talking about a Yankees first baseman who's jacked. Yeah. So he's got that appeal of being just an absolute insane human being, plus being a Yankees pitcher or sorry, first baseman. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe they'll get someone in somewhere, maybe Hopefully. injury or whatnot. Yeah, they need somebody somewhere. To, that's uh, I think that's pretty much covered everything that yep. we've missed. I think. I believe Anything? so. Anything else we need to discuss on the pod today? No, I mean, I've got a good out the door for us. All right, let's hear it. So, we're not political on here, but I did watch some of the Democratic debate uh, highlights from last night. So, this okay. isn't a political out the door, by the way. I say I hope not, because I have um, no idea about anything. About no, if, if you could pick one celebrity to be the president of the United States, who would you oh. pick and why? Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oof. you go first. Let me think for a minute. Oh, why do I got to go first? Just cause oh, I, I said it. I mean, I well, thought about it more. I just assumed that you had one. Well, I mean, I think a good guy for me, um, he's on my side of the aisle. So that helps with the pick, but Gary Sinise. Oh my gosh. Okay. What the guy has done for veterans with his foundation. 
Um, plus, he's Lieutenant Dan. I mean, the guy's got no legs and still runs the show. But, uh, no, I would, I would either go him or Tim Allen. I think Tim Allen's a pretty funny guy. Um, I love Home Improvement. I don't know if you've ever watched Home Improvement. Oh, before, yeah. Great show. Great show. Fantastic show. And then his Tim new Allen. show. It's all right. Speaking of Tim Allen, uh, Toy Story 4. I was about to say, Toy out. Story 4, go see it. I heard Abby went to the drive-in, saw it, said it was really good. Of course, it's really deal. good. Not surprised. But uh, Okay. Oh, cool. Since you said, uh, who'd you say? I Gary said Gary Sinise or Tim Allen. Or Tim Allen. Or they can oh. just, you know, Allen Sinise it up, you know. Yeah. VP. Gary whatnot. Sinise. Okay. Well, I'm going to say... Uh, I mean, I I've got a good huh? guess for you. I got a good guess on what I thought you might would have said with more well, time. What were you, you going to guess? I thought you may say Keona Reeves because then we wouldn't have hey. to worry about, you know... I mean, no one's ever heard us. I mean, this Iran thing, psh, they wouldn't even look our direction if he was That'd a president. Done. John as your president. That I mean, that's a me. good that's a good uh that's a good pick. Keanu, love me some Keanu. Keanu is so hot right now. Like John Wick. Like uh, looks he, hot in, or like like he, he or? like he's on a heater right now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. John Wick and then he's in the new Toy Story Four too. Uh Duke. Oh Kaboom. yeah. And then uh, Cyberpunk 2077, he's going to be in that game. No, but I'm going to go with uh, – look, I don't know which way this guy leans politically. I think he's I think he's a dim because I think I've heard uh, that him and his buddy, Tim Allen, are very – they're opposite politically. Um, but they're still great buds. This guy – I don't know of anybody that doesn't like this dude. I'm going to say Tom Hanks. Mm, I, I'm, pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure he's a dim, but – Oh, 100%. Yeah, but the guy is like just such a lovable. He's probably the best actor in Hollywood, one of the best actors ever. Uh, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, he, when you talk about entire career, you know, like production wise, like he has been, all the movies that he's been in, you know, you think about the Apollo movie, yeah. Castaway, obviously Forrest Gump, the greatest Toy movie Story. of all time. Toy Story. All of the Toy <laughs> Story movies. I mean, that's just, a, that's like surface level movie night. Like you don't even watch a whole lot of movies. If you, you've seen those movies yeah. um, and he was fantastic in those. And yeah, uh, I mean, I don't really know what he would do politically. Yeah. I mean, but, I'm, uh, I'm not like trying to say politically you know, yeah. wise, but just like, good I don't dude. know anybody that doesn't like Tom Hanks. Right. <clears throat> it would be, uh, it would be hard to not vote for Mr. Hanks if you. Let's just get the entire cast of Toy Story in the office in some way or another, apparently. So we've already mentioned three of them. Well, you said The Office. Um, don't know if you guys have heard, but The Office is actually coming off of Netflix after next year. So you guys can find pulled. a new show to watch, finally. Hey, shut up. I love The Office, but come on, guys. Expand your... Expand your uh, Spider-Man into the multi Spidey verse or whatever yes. is now on Netflix. on Netflix. I literally almost rented it today to watch it. Uh, have you seen it? I have not. I still oh, haven't fantastic. seen Endgame. <laughs> so. Oh, Spider-Verse is fantastic. It is. You and Suzanne yeah. need to watch that tonight or some night whenever it is. Yeah. It's a wonderful movie. Please go see Endgame. Hey, you, you got to see uh, Far From Home comes out July 2nd. I can't see it without seeing Endgame. You can't see it without seeing Endgame. So they're re-releasing Endgame in theaters. I saw that because I Googled to see when the DVDs come out. And it's like December. No, it comes out at the end of July. It comes out oh. on digital. 
Hmm, I might wait and just uh, red box that. Maybe so. you'll finally catch up to the rest. Of- I have no idea how how it hasn't been spoiled for you yet. Ah. Don't say that on air. Now someone's going to DM me. <laughs> do not. No, if you listen today, do not, or tomorrow when this gets posted, do not spoil Endgame for Blake. It came out in April and it's, you know, <laughs> it's June 27th. And he hasn't joined the rest of the world and seen it. But, you know, I forgive you. You've been getting married, being busy doing. It's been pretty busy. So, married folks things. So. New X Men. Yeah. New X Men movie sucks, apparently. Have you yeah, seen it? Crash. I have not. I have not. Yeah, uh, I have no I, desire to see it. I'm not going to go sit in a movie theater for two and a half hours and pay $20 yeah. to watch a movie that sucks. So No, the next thing that I go see will probably be um, uh, Far From Home. I, I wanted yeah. to see the new Men in Black, but it also got dumped on. So. Now, who are the main guys in that? In the new so movie? it's Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, who were together in the Thor Ragnarok. I don't know if you've seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they yeah. are they're they're wonderful together like they have okay. fantastic chemistry but and they said that in the movie their chemistry and stuff was still good but just the movie overall so and i mean when you think of men in black you think will smith so oh yeah i mean like, will smith and tommy lee jones you can't get away yeah. from those two so right exactly so it got dumped on uh, i missed out i didn't get to see rocket man i wanted to see that mm. um but uh so the next thing i go see will probably be far from home there's been a lot of good movies come out aladdin you know, yeah. Lion King's right around the oh, corner. Man. I'm pumped for that. They just uh, they just announced the soundtrack yesterday. I think it was yeah. Elton. His oh man, he's a god. Yep. But uh, they, they released a little bit of uh, "Can You Feel the Love Tonight" with uh, Beyonce and and Donald mm. Glover. Uh, big big Gambino fan over here. It's, it's gonna be man. It's gonna be awesome. I'm pumped for that. Just to, yep. just to even watch Lion King. Like it's been so long since I've seen Lion King. And just to just to watch it again is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's not going to beat the cartoon version for me, but oh, no. it'll be fun to see the the live live action yeah full version cool. of it. Those real lines that they got. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. All right, I think uh, that pretty much does it. You got anything else? You got anything else you want to contribute? No, just be safe and don't forget here in four days, it will be illegal to use your phone while you're mm-hmm. on the road. So if you're yep. going to listen to our podcast, download it, turn the Bluetooth on and go to town that way. Yep, for sure. Uh, we'll be back at some point. I don't know. We don't have, we don't it won't have be a month. Out. Yeah, it definitely it will not be a month. Next week is 4th of July. Uh, so we may not do anything next week, but. Uh, we're going to lay out a schedule. It definitely will not be as long as it has been. Uh, for so sure. I hope you guys listen, give us some clicks. We'll post some graphics up online. Tell us what we missed today. We forgot any players or any teams that are having good seasons. Um, yeah. I think that's pretty much it. So, uh, talk to you guys later. Peace. Mm-hmm.